Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that puts the cream in America. I think Americans put the cream in every in America, and the fat, and the butter, and you know, just and the bacon. Wait, what do you? You end up with some extra letters. You do. What do you end up with extra? I and an I. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Like, it's funny because we eat a lot of like cream-based things. Because do we? I mean, I'm I'm just eating a tub of cream. cream right now. Uh, I don't know. Potato salad, mayonnaise-based things. Cream cheese. Okay, those are not... Vegetable oil-based things. Vegetable oil-based things. Vegetables are good for you, right? What I'm saying is well, we like our fats. We're good at extracting the worst parts of the vegetable Thank and God. eating only those. <laughs> Thank God, because vegetables are awful. Vegetables uh, are those things that have like a bunch of starch in them, right? Like potatoes and corn uh, and nothing else. And squirrels, yeah, that's that's vegetables. <laughs> Welcome that's, to America. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I'm gonna again save the motherfucking day. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm John, joined with Charlie and Dylan, and you guys are. I, I, I'm just here to moderate. You guys went to Station Con. Yes, I, I did not. Uh, You're just here for eye candy. Yeah, we went to Station Con. Station Con. So what'd you do at Station Con? We don't didn't. know. We drank. Fodies, smoke dudes. We drink. We, get, we did not we drunk. We, we, we never smoke. No. I, we we occasionally drink, but in moderation. Like I'm just saying, Basil's video is just it's false advertising. It really, he should be ashamed. He probably is. I know no, he's not. That's why he made the video. <laughs> wow. Pretty sure. Pretty sure you don't you don't make something like that if you if you have a sense of shame. Great, yeah. overactive or otherwise. You know what? But God bless him for it. God bless America. Would, it, would, I mean, would he be the basil that we all know and love if he could feel shame no. or remorse? He makes he. We're just lucky he's not a psychopath. Well, we're we're lucky he turned his lack of of shame to something good. He should rather than he should probably him. ask his doctor about Shamanex. Shamanex. I don't know. It makes you feel. It turns you into me. Uh, Side effects may include neckbeard, um, fedoras, fedoras. No, craft bearing. Uh, Pretty sure if you wear dysentery, neckbeards neck and fedoras, you have no shame. <laughs> you may have a different sort of shame. Face. Getting people's uh, faces as uh, skeletons that are on fire. <laughs> Dylan has done all these things. No. Uh, um, Something on the internet must be true. No. So yeah, we can't put it on the internet if it's a lie. So let's see. Let's start with Friday. Friday. We got there literally at seven p.m. Literally like minutes before my panel the, started. Uh, what time did your panel start? Seven. seven. The, the issue was I figured, oh, we'll take out, we'll take off Friday. And see, I, I think it's a fair thing to say that the departments of transportation of both Tennessee and Georgia. Fucking uh, suck. And the entire populace of Atlanta conspired to just F everything up. Yeah, that was... And part of the problem was, this is on the south side of Atlanta instead of the north side. South so side! You have to go You can't make downtown. an S with your fingers, though, so that's, that's, um, why, that's why it never caught and, on. You know, and Google Maps had given me, like, three hours, and I said, well, I'll allocate, like, four and a half or five hours, you know, four and a half, given that, like, I'm giving you, you know, like, 30 minutes to pick you up, and we still got there just in time. Yeah, it Um, was... 
Like, okay, just about halfway through Cleveland, Tennessee, we hit, like, bumper-to-bumper, stop-and-go traffic, yeah. and we see a for We were in it for five, mi- five or seven miles, and there was a sign that said that they'd closed one of the lanes, and, and I... I had hoped it wouldn't be an issue because there's like an overpass they're redoing and occasionally they'll close a line of traffic. Um, what was funny is that when we got up there, there were no closed lanes. Everything was open. I, I to this day, I, I cannot tell you what caused all of that traffic. Georgia. There were, I was going to say, there were a whole bunch of people trying to pass on the shoulder, like being smart. Smarter oh, which is us. great because and then because we got the cons- down there and then like the shelter was closed. Yeah, because of the construction, like about a couple hundred feet from the exit, they had blocked off the shoulder. Which the only thing that made me mad was that means that some people were assholes and let these assholes go. Yeah. No, we should have kept them on the shoulder for four or five yeah, hours. Right. Well, see, that's I am with, I am in the same camp as you, Charlie. I believe that as a society, we do not punish bad behavior enough. This is true, especially uh, driving on the shoulder. Because that's that's why they do it. Because they know that some sap, probably Dylan, is going is going to try and be nice no, they, and let them over. They do it because just leaving their ass on the side of the fucking road where they belong. They do it because yeah. they're smarter than all those suckers who do drive in one of the marked lanes. Yeah, we're stupid mm-hmm. for driving. Yeah, those they're just they're smarter and they're more clever than us, and, and we should all wish we were those yeah. people. And then, like, by the time that slowed us down just enough to hit the rush hour in Chattanooga. Yeah. Um, which wasn't nearly as bad, which then put us just in time to hit the rush hour in downtown Atlanta. I will say, driving down the side of the road and coming in jerk, that sounds like something Mike Solu swag would do. Oh, uh, no, no, Is he no. Alter the, ego? Yeah. He, <laughs> I don't Or who, I, who he really is behind the scenes. I, I'm not uh, sure that his driver would agree to that. Um, plus, I'm pretty sure he, he takes a helicopter most places. Agreed. Mike, let's let's agree that uh, that Mike Soyuz Swag has a Soyuz Swagicopter. I can't I can't <laughs> argue with this fact. Oh, I don't know. Wireless Swag. I don't know. There's what a he challenge. Calls it. Someone needs to create uh, Mike Soyuz Swag as a fake account on Twitter. If yes. there's not already, wow! Welcome to ruining I'm Mike's life. I'm just giving life. you giving you that. Right there. I can't that's a parody. And Dylan, such a dick move, and Dylan's <laughs> the one that suggested it. Dude, if you're like if I think if you if you learn how to handle Twitter as a celebrity, you roll right with you just roll along with it. You know, we're, uh, we're okay. helping Micah I'm gonna talk, a better celebrity. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna interact with I don't know if I want that to happen. Account. Um but anyway, what to to get back to, to the con, what what had happened is I'd submitted uh, my panels saying, yeah, I can do Friday. And then plans changed. And by the time, like, luckily they had them scheduled pretty early. I was like, and luckily they were at 7 p.m. So I'm like, yeah, we can still do this if we leave early. And we um, we did. We just made it. And With help from, like, literally, like, Basil picked up, Basil and Kevin picked up our badges. And, you know. Yeah, if, like, if, if not for... Uh, and gave us and like escorted us, down yeah. to the the panel Told room. us where we needed to meet them, where to you know what door to go in, where to go, where to meet them. Then we'd be escorted. God bless them. God yes. bless those guys. Yeah, we. It, I we would not have made it on no. to the panel on time. Like we may have made it, you know, ten or fifteen minutes late. So maybe not. Hor- we may not have missed it all together, but 
yeah, it, it 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 could have been a lot worse had they not though given us the assist. We got there, and I think like there was one or two people who came in and left later in the panel, but it was mainly just Basil and Kevin. And yeah, but 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 as a recommendation panel goes, you did have the desired result. Yes, Basil did immediately buy Cheaty Mages and Love Letter and Channel A. Cheaty Mages is pretty tremendous. And Love yeah. Letter. And I... Channel A is good with the right group. I Channel... think I think, yes. I think Basil would be pretty tremendous at Channel A. Yes, you have to have people who are willing like to Like Basil and Kevin and Doug I think would all be really I think good. they I think yeah. they will enjoy it. It's not just the people, it's the it's the mood. It's what you're Oh man, like I've got I've got an idea. Don't let don't, I'm gonna write it down. I don't I don't want to say it yet because I don't want to don't want to ruin it. I I I think maybe this is the same idea. Maybe we're gonna ruin, ruin it unintentionally. But I think there needs to be like the next time we do a joint recording, we just need to do a game of Channel A. Well, like, you're an asshole. Maybe, I think I think there was I think we were actually talking about that on Saturday or something. Like you know what someone needs to do at a con like. Do a celebrity game of Channel A. Because you don't have to necessarily oh. know a ton about anime to play yeah. it. You just have to do something funny and clever. Yeah. Um, you that you have be... to be more creative than you do have to be genre savvy. Yeah, that oh, that'd be <clears throat> so good. And I'm hoping... Basil's a person that would probably run with that kind of thing, too. Yes. We could we, we might see that at the next Hamilton. Yeah. I think we were actually talking about with him, like, wouldn't this be a crazy thing? He should probably work that out with the their director of uh, analog gaming. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so do so, you have any any comments about like that? That I had that panel put together. It's the first time I've done the otaku version of it, which is Japanese design games and Japanese themed games. Um, it's a little more rough than some of uh, my other tabletop gaming panels. Didn't have as much content, so I got finished about the 30, 40 minute mark, and I was kind of like playing it very loose just because. You know, yeah, other than, we other than screwing around. Yeah, other than running a little short, um, I, I thought you did a really good job. Like, I, I found it pretty interesting. Plus, I mean, it. it it was it was good, especially for SessionCon being able to sort of tailor it. Yeah. Though my favorite bit, uh, one, one, one of the things I really liked was the um, the slide you would have after any game, like, oh, if you like this, you'll like, yes. and then you suggested like a bunch of games that were that not are not Japanese, really. and, and I I kind of like that because that's kind of what I aim to do with any of my tabletop gaming panels is like. Um, okay, you know, I know that I kind of have a little more, um, taste for a wider array of games, but, you know, if you tell me what you like, I can probably point you to something like it, and if you play enough of those, you'll probably find something, you know, you really like. Mm -hmm. um, and then, let's see, after that, I believe we just sort of hit up digital game. they're their uh, digital yes. gaming room. So I heard you guys went all esports in the uh, in, in uh, digital. Apparently, oh, I don't was, know. I think the first the first apparently I'm a bust a move super Amadeus. Yes, you're the tri state bust a move champion, which is pretty easy because 
it's basically me and Basil, so one of us has to be first, one of us has to be second. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I played a couple of shooters, I played a couple of fighting games, but most of the time I spent playing Magic. The few, games. yeah, the few sort of puzzle-ish games they had, and which were, I, I, like, if you want to get me into a digital gaming room at a convention, that's what you need to have. Well, what's really just like some puzzly type, like not just shooters and fighting games. What's really crazy is. I think, one, it's a smaller convention, so there's not analog gaming. There's not, like, a giant dealer room that I, I can spend a lot of time in. Um, it was a pretty good size one, but it's not like I'm going to go back, like, three yeah. or four times. That kind of drove me towards digital gaming. And also, having the arcade machines was kind of cool. Just yeah, because, that like, was... if, if that had been, like, a PS2 hooked up to a TV... It wouldn't have been like, as good. Eh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they actually... they. And that's completely to, to, irrational. To Station Con's credit, you know, they had never done... Did they had? I want to think they actually resisted doing digital gaming yeah. um, in the past, so they finally sort of broke down and did it. Which is, to, if to you're their, a smaller con, I think that's a smart move, because you don't want to just, like, throw a bunch of stuff out there and some of it's, like, half-baked. You want to yeah. make they, sure it's they done They put right together... A really good arcade, essentially. I mean, with with the the, the cabinets and and all that stuff. That was um, that was really cool. And it, I swear, there were some people that were just staying at the hotel that came in and played. Probably, and, so. and nobody made a big deal about it, which was also cool because there was because there's no way these were con goers because I swear one dude was like in his fifties. I, and I think they were just, like, staying at the hotel and walked in and nobody stopped them. Um, so that, that I, I actually thought that was, that was kind of neat. But, um, and then we played, I don't remember the name of it, but Kevin and I played a game that, without Unlimited Lives, I don't know why anyone would play it. What game was it? I don't even know. It is the It was the most difficult. What type of game was it? It was one of the top-down spaceship... Um, it, was, it might have been Viper Phase 1 or... It was the one where you changed the polarity of your force field to match the energy that's being thrown this at you. This sounds amazing. No. It is... It, is it, a, might have been, it might have been like Ikaruga or one of those. Because I know they had Ikaruga. Like, I, think, I think Kevin knew what it was more or less, but it's like... it's it's You can play it up to two players. Was it 3D? Really? No, no. Oh. It's it's It was just like straight up 2D, top-down fighter... But the graphics are really awesome. And then, like, bad guys either either shoot sort of bluish-white or black energy at you. And you've got a button that switches your force field between blue and bluish-white and black. This sounds right oh. up my alley. Oh, it is. You know, I, I, I would, if I had to pay money or didn't have unlimited lives, I just would not play it. Because especially in a few of the later stages, well, most of the later, after, maybe everything after maybe the first stage... It becomes insanely complex because you've got bad guys that are shooting both kinds in patterns. Yeah. So, like, there might be, like, this weird, like, eight different enemies firing lines, but then they start turning and intersecting. So you're having to, like, you're having to pay, you really need to pay as much, if not more, attention to what force field you've got than you do to shooting anything. Um, and then some of the bad guys basically put you in a situation where you cannot win. Like there's one where this there's this ring of of these laser cannons around you, this sort of station thing. You can't get out of it, 
and there's a thing in the middle that shoots a huge laser every so often. So you so you're having, and if you hit either side of the ring, either the center piece or the outside ring, you're destroyed. So you got this very small circle in which you can exist, um, and it is all the time getting worse for you. Kevin needs to hook me up with the name of this game so I can I can try that. Oh, it is it was so frustrating. If, if it I'm, wasn't, if it wasn't, again, for ultimate, unlimited lives and playing with, with Kevin, who took it as well as I did, like, that's what made it sort of tolerable. I can't remember, like, I, Friday I didn't really pay attention to what all was set up, because I, I didn't realize, like, I thought these were just, like, arcade machines. But they yeah. switched out the games on a lot of them. And I don't know if they were arcade machines or if several, they were Yeah, several of the games got switched out. Unfortunately, Bust a Move was only on Friday. Because after oh, that, they switched man. to that tarot game, which was still pretty good. Magical Drop 3 is so great. It was... So great. Oh, man, it was it was a difficult... Now, the waifu, super waifu Tokimaki champion, Memorial Puzzle, whatever. Tyson Puzzle Dama. I don't give a shit. It's apparently it was, a no. It is a it is a dating sim themed version of a the puzzle game called Tyson Puzzle. If you say so, I, I I've been looking at main. It's Super Waifu week. Wars. That's it what I'm pretty sure it's Waifu called. Wars. Um, which, I love everything about this. The, Please continue. The game itself. I mean, it's it it is basically like this weird sort of Othello-y match three kind of thing because, okay. um, oh, what is it? you're given. You're trying to match up like three of a kind to, to destroy the little these little orbs or whatever they are, um, but sometimes they come down as hearts, and to so you can't clear them. You have to, but if you if you are able to do a match three that is touching one of the hearts, like next to one of the hearts, either up, up or uh, across, it switches to a regular piece so that you can then build a match three off of. It makes it really easy to unwittingly create these just insane combos. Which is the only thing that makes it good, because yeah. it is trying to screw you over at a lot of different turns. Um, because... It's worse if you play single player. Oh, I didn't do that, luckily. Um, but it's... Because apparently, based on which girl you pick, because the game is going to throw just crap at you, like a lot of stuff that's going to be almost impossible to clear out. Um like tons of the heart-shaped ones, and nothing to start matching off, so you're going to start trying to build matches to open those up. Uh, and, and sometimes, even when you're doing pretty well, you think, it will then start throwing crap at you that is impossible. The the upside of it, and apparently based on the girl you pick, is, is like the sort of shape you're going to get in the pieces. Yes. Like how you're going to get screwed over. That's how uh, Super Puzzle Fighter works. And... Only because you can unwittingly unlock these enormous chains of of clearing pieces. That's the only thing that makes it like if it if it didn't have that, um, it wouldn't be very fun because the just level of oh you're doing well, mm, can't let that happen. Um, otherwise it was pretty fun, and I ended up playing that one quite a bit. Yeah. After Bust a Move got taken away from those me. two, those and Magical Drop ended up being like like one person would stay on it for a while because they got really good. Yeah, and then like we would trade off and like people would like the group would just like collect around one of the machines to watch the same two people keep playing. Yeah, it's like 
wow, this is, I never thought I would do anything like this, but. So that's when Basil started, the most interesting thing, yeah, Basil started, because I was beating him, like, by a factor of. Beating him like a kettle, essentially. Yeah, because it wasn't just like a t- like I was beating him twice as much as he was beating me. It was like three or four. Because uh, I think at one point, at one point, I think the total was was something like forty matches to fifteen. Something. I think something we referred insane. to playing anyone but you as easy mode. Like, yeah, I could play Charlie, but I want to. I want to try easy mode first. And then Basil started up the. Wow, we found Charlie's eSport. John's got fighting games, and Charlie's got Busta Mode. <laughs> but it, so yeah, they actually managed to have two two Station Cons credit. They put together a digital gaming room that actually got me and Dylan in there for for decent amounts of time. Evos so, next week, but I think uh, for next year, I'm going to try and get them to add Magical Drop as one of the games, and then I'm just oh, going to start up a Chainsaw the Fate esports team and send Charlie out there. <laughs> not and not not any of that Magical Drop Five that you can you can buy on Steam for a dollar. Not any of that stuff. That doesn't have puzzle mode. You need the good old school Magical Drop Three. That's that's the stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's 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 just not as good. I played a lot of Magical Drop Five. It wasn't as good. So did, so, I don't, did we do anything else on Friday? I, I, believe, I think we were in digital gaming until they closed the room. Actually. I believe we came, we ate, we, we did digital gaming for a while. I believe we went to XDR. Was that on yeah. Friday? I think so. Like, and I don't, I think one of the other uh, panels canceled. Oh. Um, which that happened, there were a couple of weird, like, shakeups with the schedule just yeah. because I think there were some. We did, oh, now we did catch a little bit of uh, the karaoke. Yeah, that's right. I forgot Cherry about that. It was actually karaoke. a cool idea. It was like, um, you would donate, I don't remember which charity it was, but you would donate so much to pick a song to sing. And what was kind of cool is, I think their karaoke setup was they had an internet connection where using YouTube. Yes. Which, so you could, you could do karaoke on just about anything that they could get a video of that had lyrics. Awesome. Um, but you would like donate, if you say you donated $5, I mean, you could donate, I think, any amount, but, um, you know, if you want to donate $5 so that you could sing the song, then people in the audience could donate money to stop you. Or I think vice versa. Yeah, because in one case it was definitely reversed where, um, like this one, one of the the directors of the session was dared to sing Shania Twain's uh, "Feel Like a Woman," I think. Oh yeah, that was it. That was... And it, like someone had put up like ten bucks or something to get him to sing it, and then when he was done, Basil put up ten bucks to get him to sing something else. Um, so that we only caught like you know maybe three or four songs worth of it, but that was pretty cool. And then I think yeah, we started just walking around and we. There was a panel that had a later night panel that had been canceled, um, and we and we were all just walking by, and they happened to be doing XDR because we thought they weren't going to. Yeah. Um, that they were going to do just just the campfire, was it campfire campout. That was the next night. I think? Yeah, that was campout camp, um, camp. Yeah, campout camp. There we go. That was um, XDR. Like they didn't have the video mixer that they usually use, so they couldn't play yeah. some of the things. But man, it. It is one of my favorite clip shows, and probably because they play, I like the stuff they played, and a lot of times they play the same, like, horrible, I, like, do you remember this? 
Yes, I remember Tokyo Breakfast. I kind of wish I didn't. More and more I'm starting to realize I've made a poor life choice by not going, because it occurs to me that I could have used my phone, uh, since they were using YouTube, uh, to just randomly pop up, turn down for what, on the on the video player. Possibly. It's not... I, I've started to, uh... I'm just waiting for Dylan to just unsuspectingly be sitting around watching his uh, Amazon Fire and uh, you know I can I can stream to your fire do you do you know this for I a know fact? this for a stone cold fact because when I uh, try and stream to my Chromecast it gives me the option if yours is online to stream to your fire weird that's a thing I didn't know yep. wow. you know it does it also occurs to me that if they were just using like straight up YouTube to do to do their karaoke, that um, you could do karaoke to uh, "It's a Piece of Cake to Bake a Pretty Cake." What? That, I think that, that just go, occurred to there me. There was karaoke with explicit lyrics after midnight. They they did. Oh, have a, that's uh, right. I forgot 12, you had to be twelve oh one. I'd be firing that shit up. I forgot. Mm, that didn't Should have done sabotage, Charlie. The... No, because sabotage is a thing that like ruins my head. It's worth it to it's you, fine. yes. Sure. To, to, to uh, us. Plus, nobody wants to hear death metal screamy version of sabotage. I believe it's called sabotage. I I, I have no enjoy when Charlie hits the brown note. Not so much me, but yeah. Um, XDR though that that was kind of a neat to just be walking along. Oh. Okay, let's do that. Um, and yeah, you're right. They they do play some very interesting uh, videos. Apparently, a new one that they had, which is one that I was aware of, which I'm always amazed when a clip show like, "Oh, we found this," and I'm like, "Oh, I found that six months ago." That does not happen to me. But they did the true facts about the mantis shrimp. Yeah, which I love those true facts videos. Those things are so amazing. Um. But after that, I believe we called it a night? I believe so. If not, pretty close. Yeah. So I think most everything else was uh, shutting down at that point. And then the next day... I believe the first thing we went to was Richard Epcar's. Yeah. But that was at one. So previously, previous to that, I think... Like, I checked out uh, their Artist Alley. Yes. Which, yes, no, go. it wasn't huge, but... They had a lot of really like I ended up probably spending, I no I know for a fact I ended up spending more in Artist Alley, um, at Station Con, than I spent in any Artist Alley in the That's last couple true, of years. Because I was gonna say you ended up buying those two Dim Horizons brands. Yeah, Three. Dim Horizons Studios was there, which I was very happy for. Um, and I bought bought three posters from them and talked to them for a really long time. Um, it was very cool. And then we also ended up, like, on Sunday purchasing some stickers and bookmarks. And, uh, I think I got some earrings for Daryl. Like, they had a, it, 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 they had a really good setup. Like, they got, they got good people. Um, yeah. And in their dealer's room, I think I also checked out that day. Which, again, was, it's a small convention, it's a smaller, de- smaller dealer's room, but I ended up buying a few small things, which, more like snack-type stuff, but it's 
I don't. I the last few years, I have found myself spending less and less money in dealers rooms. So the fact that they yeah. got any money out of me was pretty good. Um, I think they had a few tables though that were, that looked empty to me. I don't know if somebody just didn't make it or yeah, not, or what. But they had a couple of tables toward the center. I'm not sure how that worked out. Um, yeah, I know what you, you're talking about. There's one place that I think was taking up like two or three tables in the center. Mm. It was like, oh, it was like the snack place. Yeah, which. I don't know, man. No snack place is going to be WYSIWYG. Like, yeah, I know. You know it's just, true. I, I miss WYSIWYG. Oh, the, the place at StationCon, I don't know why, but man, his prices seemed a little out of whack. Of what I think they all, was. like, I, I've just noticed, like, they tend to fluctuate, like, a dollar yeah. or two, depending on what con and what. Like, you, yeah. unless you've got a really good flavor of Pocky, you probably shouldn't bother charging a lot for Pocky anymore. Like, it's a thing you can get at Walmart now. Uh, you can get a couple of the weirder flavors at yeah. World Market. Like, and I, I know people just, you will say, if you bring Pocky to a convention, people you're going to sell it. it. Yeah. Um, but there's no sense in charging very much for it anymore, I think. I almost feel like there has to be like an operating cost thing of like the people who, you know, are doing it, are charging like a dollar, two dollars more than some other people are just, you know, having to cover costs or I, I guess, I, I get, well, okay, I guess, to be fair, yeah, you can, you're, you can make a lot, you can, you can put a, you, you can make a really good profit off of Pocky, if you're, if you're, if you're talking like the, the cheaper stuff that you can get really easily here, which, maybe that allows you to either cover costs on other stuff, so your markup maybe isn't as high on a few other things where it would otherwise have been kind of high, I don't, I don't know. That's yeah. a lot of speculation. So yeah, the first thing, the first panel kind of thing we did was Richard Epcar's outtakes, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, he had done. We had seen. I'd say, I know I'd seen part of that um, panel at MTAC. Uh, I think I have seen it somewhere before. 2012, maybe I think, or 2013. Anyway, when they were in their last venue. One of the years they were there, they had Richard Epcar, and he did the outtakes, and I caught part of it. Um, but it was nice to actually catch the whole thing, because it was a lot of fun. He, I, I'm surprised that, I w- that any director, um, I'm always surprised when any director actually keeps outtakes. Yeah. I wish every, but it's a thing that I wish every director did. Because, and not just keep them, but like they—they they definitely like make a point of setting yeah. these up. This is not. And some of the outtakes, some anime outtakes in general are are some of the best outtakes that you will ever see. The Princess Tutu outtakes are like my favorite of all time, and they actually made it on to one of the DVD releases, I think, which was cool. Um, and then the, oh. And the Roroni Kenshin outtakes are just phenomenal. Yes. I don't know if they put those on the DVD releases. They, they did. Good. Good. Because I can't hear any fish. <laughs> you know, that is from season three. But, you know, honestly, they should have just done the entire season as outtakes. Because then like a ghost stories type of thing. Like, yeah. screw it. We're going to rewrite the story. We're going to do whatever we want. This is We're going to make show. it a comedy. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I I still have not finished season three of Rally Kenshin. And so you never cool. will. I, no, I will. I have to. I must. I unfortunately, unfortunately. There's nothing that says you have to. 
But um, I, I say I have too, but that's just me. But it was he 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 has saved over the years a just shitload of outtakes. Yeah. So like there was so much stuff that I'm sure he just didn't show. Because because you would see the folders because you you got to see you saw his computer desktop or yeah his desktop and um when he had them open they were like all these folders like oh man he's skipping a bunch of stuff you're like oh, I want to know what what else because a lot of it was like Loop on the Third and No One and I don't and I don't remember what else um but so good oh Bo 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 shoot up cards kind of a boss anyway yes he is. Yes, he is. And seems like a just really nice guy. Um, I believe, uh, I think Micah said something about, at Hamacon about, like, being really excited to, I don't think he'd ever met Richard Epcar and, and had, and wanted to. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember that conversation. So I hope that, I hope that went well, that he got a chance to hang out with him. Um, and then I believe we did the, your panel, Silence and Samurai. Well, we went, did we I, have Silence? I, Basil and I want to say either Kevin or James and I dropped in on um, Anime and Tabletop, which oh. was right before in the same room, um, which is more RPG focused. And, and one thing I, I think I'm I'm probably going to do from this is I, I think I'm I'm very tempted to start using the term like board gaming or something in my my panel. Just to separate it out from RPGs, so you I, know what the I disagree with that decision. My my I, my theory is if you if you make it too specific that it's you know otaku board gaming, you might have some people because some of the games aren't like what some people would technically consider board games. They're card yeah, they games. Are. A lot of them actually are card games, and then you're gonna especially have, the otaku version of that, and you're gonna have. Somebody saying, "Oh, this is just board games." I'm I'm into you know deck builders and stuff like that. They may not be covering. It. I'm not going to go. Um, whereas if you keep it open like that in general, yeah, you might have some people expecting you expecting that. Oh, this is going to be about big guy's small mouth or yeah. or working anime stuff into RPGs, which is exactly I, what anime and tabletop was. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, they may they somebody they might show up and go, games. oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm leaving. But you might have somebody that shows up that goes, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. But this looks really interesting. So you, I think that you have a better true. chance of of getting the people that would actually be interested in it, and maybe getting some people that wouldn't. But we'll find something interesting in what you're talking about. Well, I I think um, and and anime and tabletop was mostly about they they talked about some different um, systems that are meant to be like martial arts movies and anime yeah. style. They talked about like D and D's Oriental Adventures, things like that. Mm. They also just talked about how to and and this I was less interested in like bring in like anime style things into regular D and D games and. It, it it's rough because they they kind of talked about like a certain type of anime as opposed to like you know there's a broad swath like if I was going to bring in anime in something anime related into a D and D game I would be more on the side of like Morbito than I would be like yeah. Slayers or something. That's um that it sounds like that would be just a very tricky thing to do. But I mean I. No, nothing against the panel, but I probably would not have been as interested in going if it was like anime and RPGs or something like that. Because I'd be like, 
eh, I don't really play that much. And that's that's the one of the reasons I say, like, I could see someone on the other other side being like, I play a lot of RPGs, don't really care about board games, so what's this? Oh, it's a board gaming panel. Eh, you know, I'll skip it. Um, Again, I just don't think you want those people skipping it. That's, and, oh, that's probably And you true. don't want somebody getting the wrong impression that you won't be covering, like, some of the card games. And stuff I, I, like that. And, again, yeah, and that's especially true with the Otaku version. I do kind of want to be the guy who's like, no, I swear, there is not just one board game out there for you. There's a ton. You just need to give it a chance and know what, know what to look at. Um, but after that was my Shisaka Endo panel, which... I read two of his books, and I and they're both set in the 17th century, and they both kind of have the um, the, the interaction with um, Europe, you know, some of the early interactions between uh, Japan and Europe, and the the persecution of Christians as a backdrop. And I'm like, well, I don't know anyone else who's read this. I want to talk about this for an hour, so I've, I I submitted it as a panel, made up a bunch of notes. It I took a bunch of notes, made up notes, just complete oh, yeah, like, fabrication. True, he did. And then in uh, sixteen thirteen, the aliens landed, and then yeah, no, you uh, I remember more that. about it in the Bible. <laughs> no, but there was. Um, it didn't go as well as I'd hoped, mostly because it's really hard to talk about two novels for that long. Even even giving the historical background, even giving like some of the thematic elements yeah. and stuff like that. Do you and, have any thoughts before I... No, I mean, because Basil gave you a couple of suggestions about ways you might yeah. broaden the, the topic a little bit. And I think later on, like, that made me think of like one other way you could broaden it. So, I mean, that's... I mean, I thought it went as uh, pretty much as well as anyone could expect it to go. Because again, you're 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 talking yeah. to talk a really long time, you know, talk for an hour about two novels that nobody else in the room has read. And the, the idea is that I want to encourage people to read these because yeah. I, I really enjoy it and I really like the the subject matter. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think the difficulty. I have is like um, one of them. Silence is going to be a movie in 2015, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a 70s movie that Basil suggested I could have, you know, ripped off of Hulu and shown, which I really should have. I really think that would have set the context better. He also suggested doing um, more historical Japanese novels, which would require me to do a bunch of research. Um, I, I I think. When we were talking after that, it was like, well, I could probably do some of his other books, which would require yeah. additional reading. Yeah, I mean, any, any way you would go with it, if you, if you yeah. wanted to do something a little di- different with it to give you more material to talk about, so you didn't have to talk about any one thing for very long. Yeah. You, no matter which way you go with it, you're you're going to be stuck in the position of having to, to do some more research. Yeah. So, I mean, you may as well, if you are going to broaden it, any whichever direction you go, pick something that you were interested in anyway. Don't force yourself, and that's that's to read the, something you weren't interested in. in the, the difficulty I have because any of the any of the directions, I'm not like, almost feel like I've I've read these two novels. I'm kind of good for a while, like yeah. um, you know. And he's done with reading. He's learned no, all he needs. But I I, yep. I feel like like 
I'm not that interested in other historical Japanese novels at this point. I'm not really, like, I, I want to read some other stuff before I go back and read any of Endo's other stuff, any other novels. Um, even, like, I was suggesting, like, since these are about sort of the, the clash of Eastern and Western faith, that's almost a way to extend it, but my knowledge there is so limited. Like, I just, like... There's, like, the seed of a good panel, it feels like, but I don't know that it's anything that would be of interest or anything that I could do well. So I'm, I'm just going to hold off for a while on doing yeah. anything with that and then figure out what I'm going to do with it later, if anything. And let's see. Uh, what did we do with that? The eating contest? Yes. I think we went back to digital gaming and then did the eating contest. Participated um, in no. just watched. No. Which they mixed it up Which, quite a bit. Like, they actually got... Now, this year, they actually sort of had an official sponsor. Uh, the uh, BevNerd actually sort of sponsored it. And the guy that the guy that, that started BevNerd um, actually emceed the event. Cool. So, I mean, it, it ran really smoothly. They, rather than just doing one awful thing, they actually did rounds. Two uh-huh. rounds. So there was, there was like this elimination round at the beginning where they had like, I think like 13 people. Um, and then it was like the first maybe six that got done, moved on to the next round. And what they had actually, it was funny because rather than just coming up with something awful to eat, um, since Be- BevNerd was running it, one of BevNerd's sponsors is like kick ass snacks. Yes. So they use a lot of their stuff. They sell, like, if you go by the booth, they'll sell a lot of their beef jerky and, yeah. and stuff. But apparently they also have pickled asparagus. Yeah, like, for, I think the first, was that the first round? It was like... No, it was pickled eggs first round, I think. Okay. And then yeah. the second round was beef jerky and asparagus. Yep. Followed by pickled turkey gizzard, I yeah, think. Yeah, pickled turkey gizzard. I'm like, I'm wondering what the hell, like, what the hell snack company... Builds itself as kick-ass. Sells beef jerky. Sells kind of your standard snacks, but also pickled turkey gizzard. Because sometimes, you know, I, I I could get potato chips, but I'm just I'm just looking for here's that the thing. pickled turkey gizzard. I do really think that, um, like to me, what, what kick-ass snacks sells is sort of bar snack food. Yeah, that like would the old it. old school bar snack food, like stuff in jars with weird colors. Yeah, um, yeah. That's pickled things like they because everything they other than beef jerky, everything that they that they so were selling food wise struck me as something you would need to be drinking to to be able to enjoy. I, I do kind of so, wish I'd gone up and, and tried the asparagus or the. Yeah, because they had le- they'd opened the jar to do the the contest. So uh, their leftovers are like, if anyone wants to try turkey gizzard or asparagus or whatever, come on up. Um, so they're giving out free samples. But no, they Why did not. not they, I thought it was run really well. Um, yes, I, I was gonna say they didn't have like because the turkey gizzard, I guess, was yeah. pretty gross. But um, you don't have like you don't have the thing that ties it together, like a whole jalapeno or yeah. crab cakes or whatever, like you do in the. And it, it, it's all and again, stuff. like their previous eating contest, it's not about eating a whole lot of anything. It's about trying to finish an amount of something that you just wouldn't normally want to eat. Um. The yeah. only suggestion that I would have had for them was to increase the rounds, like do it as, as maybe like a three rounder, because you really didn't. Like I said, there wasn't. You got like a pickled egg in the first round, 
like or maybe one or two pickled eggs, and then like the next round was the was the a piece of beef jerky, a piece of pickled asparagus, and a pickled turkey gizzard. Um, so it's not like there was a lot of food involved. So I thought it'd be cool if they if they did three rounds, like start off with thirteen people or whatever, get down to six, and then have three people maybe go on to the final round. So you actually have like a first, second, and third place. Yeah. Um, but I, it was kind of cool that they switched to the that style doing the rounds, and they still had the you know the contestants were representing local ish conventions. Yeah. Um, so Jonathan was representing uh, MTAC. Other than that, I think the other cons that had people there, MoloCon, AWA, and SationCon, I don't know that that they were like people that, well, one guy, it was definitely who they, I guess, who SationCon wanted to go up and do that. But other than MTAC and SationCon, the other conventions, it was more of a, I guess, volunteers from the audience kind of a thing, and oh, Recruited. you're representing this convention, or then the, the con... The, the con representatives there would go up and say, "Well, we're picking this person to be our representative." They weren't necessarily; they weren't all people that were that were affiliated, actually affiliated with the convention, right? Maybe draft picks or something. Yeah, yeah. So, it but it was still as fun as ever. So that was cool. Um, what then did we do? Dinner? Yeah, I think we actually went back up to the. Oh, we went up to the uh, suite. Yeah, the uh, MTAC suite. MTAC's, MTAC's got that uh, that sweet con suite money rolling around, I guess. Because <laughs> um, I think we teased this on the last episode. Yeah, they they were... Uh, Lauren was eager to show us the bathroom in the suite. Uh, for, as, for, as it, she is. for it contained a bidet. Not only did it contain a bidet, because at first she was having trouble working it, and needed Jonathan's help, which Jonathan got a little wet as a result. Uh, we did find out that to Weston's, it was a Weston uh, hotel, to their credit, their bidets can hit the ceiling. I didn't even know that hotels had bidets. Like, I didn't think that would be a thing. This was like, you have okay, to go way, here's way the thing. This is kind of an odd hotel. I, and I think it's because it's near the airport is the reason it had yeah. a few weird amenities like the suites had. The suites were enormous. Like, the way they were laid out was weird. But it gave you like this almost entire wall of windows. Um, so the suites had bidets, and every room, I think, had a bathrobe in it. So I spent probably a good eight hours worth of the convention or so in wearing a bathrobe. As you should. Because um, like Friday night, I was like, screw it, I'm wearing this bathrobe. And then like Saturday night and Sunday morning, I think I was like, screw it, I'm wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> I was like, I'm on vacation now. I'm in a bathrobe. I'm looking fancy. I looked fancy. I won't even lie to you. I believe it. Um, so there was a lot of soccer watched. Yeah, we watched a lot of soccer. Played a little bit. Um, I think we played Love Mode. Yeah, we played Love Introduced uh, Nico and... Jonathan Hazel didn't play, did he? Kevin... I think it was you. No, yeah, it was Kevin, Nico and me. And, yeah. yeah, Nico. So introduced Nico and Basil and Kevin to Love Letter. Um... Ordered pizza from... Basil wanted to know how to play all these games yeah. that he bought. Uh, ordered... Some... We tried to get Mike up there to play, but he was... He was being, swag. He was being solely swag, I guess. Um, no, I don't know what was... He was Whoa. probably busy with something. His DS. I don't know. Um, getting street passes. And... Um, there was a point where we were all sitting in the back of the main events room with Micah, 
everyone who had, had a DS yeah. had their DS out, and like the, the lady... woman who's running the camera was like, "So what's the deal with this?" Yeah, she thought she she just wanted to she... fill up the the end of like. Yeah, the... she made the mistake of thinking that because everybody whipped out a DS, there was something interesting going on. Nope. Um, so she filmed this for a few minutes and then realized that no, I, I we tried to be we tried to tell her no, this is not interesting, and she wouldn't believe us for a couple of minutes, and then she's like, "Oh, I guess this is boring." She didn't say that, but but we all in our hearts knew uh, that's that's what she had the conclusion she had come to. It's fine. But um, and we ordered uh, we found a pizza place to order from. So Dylan and I did the only obvious choice, and we ordered fried chicken from the pizza place. Well, clearly, it's not it's so hard to eat that in uh, in public. You're like, ah, rah, rah, rah. well, they, there was a serious the worst lack thing of I could u- do at a party. There was quite a lack of utensils, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and napkins. This this restaurant did not plan ahead. Uh, I did get a little bit of the pizza. It was really good. I can't remember the name of the place, but okay, we will never be on the south side of Atlanta again, so it doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> but we hung out, and the suite was really sweet. Sweet, um, sweet. So that was that was a lot of fun. We uh, spent most of Saturday night just like hanging out at various room parties. Not, um, well, not various. It was mostly the MTAC suite. Yes. But it was a lot of fun. And it was cool to be able to um, to spend like a decent chunk of downtime with uh, Nico and Lauren and Jonathan. Because yeah. they're a lot of fun. They're, they're good people. That yeah. is one of the nice it's, things about StationCon. It's kind of the end of the spring-summer convention season. For us, anyway. For us. Well, for a lot of cons. Like, it's after... Everyone else's cons, so you get a lot of the people who would otherwise be very busy just yeah. hanging out. True, true. So the MTech people and Jess and, and Basil yeah. and Kevin and them, it's that it it is very much like Hamacon. It is in that it is like just a very the atmosphere is very chill. It's very relaxed. So this is something that that you know full credit to the people that run SationCon that they're able to put on a convention that is that is just so much fun to be at. You know, even if you're not even if you're not like at a panel or, or in the dealer's room or whatever, just ate a lot of fun to be at. Um, after that, I think was Basil's panel that did not happen. Yes, I believe so. Which. I did. I did ask Basil afterwards, like, or no, as it was happening, I was like, so is there anything they could have done that would have hurt you worse than replacing your panel with an ask a character panel? Oh, he did not that's... answer because the answer is obvious. He may have assumed it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> ask a character <laughs> panels, the kind of panels that people have to say that's that's okay, guys. You can stop submitting them. We're full up. I actually saw that on Always panel submission form, along with Attack on Titan panels. It's wow. okay, guys. We're full up. Wow. Calm down. So yeah, unfortunately, Basil's Basil panel. Uh, or what? I can't even remember what panel it was going to be. Was it buying manga in the digital age? I think so, because that, that, that was, it was a new. It was a new panel. Don't look at your don't, no. Don't look at your schedule, schedule and try to yeah. figure out when it was. It got, there were a lot of changes made. Like yeah. apparently. And this is not SationCon's fault. Um, they got, like, right up until the deadline for panel submissions before anybody... Like, apparently yeah. everybody all at once was like, oh, crap, we need to submit something. 
So they went for a really long time with very few panel submissions, and then it was like the final month, like the month running up to the convention is when everybody did their submissions. So they had very little time to put together a schedule because then you got to send it to a printer, and that takes a couple weeks to get back. So to get everything, to get them back in time. So yeah, the, the, the schedule of events was not necessarily terribly useful in figuring out when or where yeah. something was going to be. I mean, they, they did a good job keeping the schedules at the room. Oh yeah, if you went to the room, updated, you would get so. a, yeah. So that, that yeah, they, they made up for it there. Um, so yeah, Basil's panel did not happen, and then we ended up at a uh, room party, ostensibly. I think the 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 alcohol was ostensibly provided by Momocon, but the uh, but it was an MTAX room because they had a suite. Yeah, and it was yeah. a very good. It was a good time. Well, that's what you do at SeishinCon. Drink. Um, I don't think I actually drank. Okay, there was a minute that we were. We had to go. We were looking for somebody. I think we were looking for Lauren, and we ended up having to go into the green room. And I don't know what the hell Lauren was drinking, but she's like, "Here, here, try this." And I took like the tiniest sip. And I'm a large man, and I eaten a full meal at that point. <laughs> and within five minutes, could not feel my tongue. Like I don't know. <laughs> like I don't even think they make alcohol that strong. So I don't even know. It tasted like cough syrup. So I'm thinking it may have been medicinal. I'm thinking I think it was cough syrup mixed with alcohol. <laughs> cough syrup and Everclear. It's I, I really I don't know what they. But <laughs> you want to forget have. everything. And she's a tiny, tiny lady, so I'm not sure why she wasn't passed out and defying gravity at the same time. Well, I was gonna say like later it, on. Well, in the it, night, it really begs was... the question of turn down for what? Yeah. I mean, I you, later that night it, she was turned well, off. Well, well, I mean, because by <laughs> that time, because when we came into the room, she'd finished like half of it. Like how she wasn't passed out on the ceiling, I don't know. Uh, like I don't, I don't even know how that's possible. Lauren's a fucking boss. That's apparently, um, but then there was partying, and then we managed to still we we went down to digital gaming. I think we stayed there until it closed. Or almost yeah, until yeah. It closed. We went, we went, we left the party a little early because Jonathan had not spent any time in digital gaming, so we went and did that. And then somebody's brought ideas like, oh, we should record something. So we yes, did. we recorded a podcast. No, it was a lot of fun, but, oh, it was very late. Yes. It, it, was, was, it, was, Basil's, it was Basil's idea. It's yeah. his 4 a.m. rage. No, Actually, to... was it Jonathan's idea or, or Nika's? I think, I think Jonathan and Nika wanted to just because I think they're talking about doing a podcast and it was just Yeah, like, because hey, they, don't, they don't realize that that job's already taken by four, everybody else. 4 a.m. rage cast. Uh, there was a lot of rage. It was it was actually a good podcast. It was a very general OSMcast.com and, and listen to it. Yeah. We talk about Super Waifu Wars. Basil Basil didn't really want to do a Station Kun wrap up because he's so close to the convention. Yeah. Um so that's why we're doing this to save him the trouble. So we did like a more general podcast, but it, it turned out really well. It was just really late. It was, yes. But it was good. Then the next morning was, the next morning was just weird, because we went to Geeking Out with Micah Soliasad, yeah. and it was like at 10 a.m., it was like the first thing in main events on Sunday. It was like a ghost town. It was well, so and this, this weird. this kind of was the, the case with most of the panels. Like, my panels, yeah. I think it was mostly just people I knew, just because 
the attendance was half what they yeah were hoping. had last year because of you know Momocon moving and, and everything and because of conventions moving conventions. because of, because I of mean, things. I'm not saying that accusatory, just like no um, things change. But yeah, that was the case. So it wasn't. So like, you're talking you're talking half attendance at a convention that knows how to party. So Sunday night was dead. Yeah. So we got we got there and our the hotel clock was set weird. So we actually got much got there much earlier than we thought. So we, Dylan and I were actually the first people in the room before Mike. And this was like seven or eight minutes before the panel begins. And then Michael walks in, and then he starts the panel. Um, so for the first no, five... he sits down and he starts talking to yeah. us and like the lady who's recording video, and she's like, "Well, if you don't get up there, I don't have to record." And she's he's like, "Okay, I'll just stay here." Yeah, because we didn't think there was going to be a panel. Yeah, I thought maybe we we were thinking maybe something had gotten rearranged or somebody just didn't get a memo. Um, and for the first five minutes, it really was Micah, Dylan, myself. Um, and at, at one point, I think Micah says, I'm like, man, if you guys are the only ones that show up, uh, we could just go hang out and talk somewhere. <laughs> but like five minutes in, he finally did get a decent decent crowd for, for any of the panels at, at Station Con. He, I mean, he had like a dozen people or so. But, but it wasn't enough to really... He didn't want to get up on stage, so we just kind of like sort of sat around and talked geeky stuff. Which is kind of cool because then it's not just like you know people have freedom to yeah. interject and, and things like that. It's it, it was a really neat panel. Yeah, it was it it always is always so. yeah it's always really I I cool. I'm still mad that he he didn't do that panel at Hamicon. Um, yeah, because it's just it's a very good panel. Um, so props to him. Then we stuck around for the for Ellen Stern's panel, yeah, which was not d- properly, I guess, titled or it wasn't. May, titled she may at have all. not provided a yeah. title, but she was the panel that she was wanting to do on Sunday was like women in anime, anime or yeah. Um, but it was still a really interesting uh, panel. It didn't yeah. it, again not a huge crowd, but you know that's the case for most of those panels. Um. But she did a good job, and it was it was interesting. Uh, I think like the the criticisms she brought were were things I think that need to be said, and things that you know need to be like can be approached from multiple angles. And the way she yeah. approached it of like, you know, some of these female characters are not empowered is different than what you'll usually hear. Yeah, that's that she did come more from a perspective of the production end of it. Because what we could do, you know, she was a little bit lighter on, you know, because, yeah. you know, well, just been... be, someone brought up piracy and oh, there's someone in there that was like, well, why don't we just, you know, like, what does it matter if, if we pirate it? It's not, you know, like one person pirating it isn't costing that much. I'm like, but it's the aggregate. It's the aggregate. Well, and, and that's like, what she basically, I mean, she actually echoed a lot of stuff that, um, that yeah. we've brought up, that John's brought up about about piracy hurting the industry, and yeah, if you want to see anime go away, just start pirating it. Yeah, um, I think that was when we got to question when she, yeah, you know, like that it expanded outside just women in anime. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but it it was a good panel. Uh, let's see. After that, I think was the manga you need to buy right now. Yes. 
Um, which, as always, Basil does a very good job. I think it was pretty much the same as what he did at Including uh, Awesome Cast 2013 Most Baller Manga. Yes, yeah. including uh, Gundam The Origin. Awesome Cast 2013 Most Such Baller Manga. Such good paper. Such good paper. I haven't even seen it yet. Like I, I, I feel like when we go to Awa or whatever, like I, I'm gonna have to go by the vertical table and just like touch this thing, like, experience it for myself. Yeah, I think um, it's vertical. Maybe, but I, right. anyway, I really do like. Although oh, yeah, it is talking about Ed, although it is not, it is a little off topic. Um, for that panel. I do kind of like that he has started interspersing some of it with um, episodes of... Uh, insufficient Direction. Yeah, Insufficient yes. Direction. I think that's that's kind of like when we were... He was suggesting in my uh, Indo panel, you know, that I need to, you know, like take that 70s movie and show clips. Yeah. It really helps set the context in a way that just showing slides or just talking about the plot of a manga or the con- yeah. concept Which, can't do. if you've not... If you if you have not witnessed Insufficient Direction, go watch it right now. Yes. If if nothing else, it's amazing for the fact that after every episode is a whole page of basically liner notes explaining the, the book is like that because you know they are referencing all these different shows and not just not just anime, manga, and tokusatsu, but like it gets really you know. And dude has really a thing for common writer. Yes, he does. Which is, I, you know... Which I, I've forgotten his name now, which I... I yeah, yeah, I know. Thank you. Um, I, I still think that... The patron saying the van man. I still think Basil should uh, try to get him at Hamacon by saying that Kevin can out Common Rider Hideaki. Oh my... <laughs> Oh my God! Like just man. try. To, let's just try to play on <laughs> on his ego. To say, okay, fine. I'll I'll come to your little convention. You got a guy that thinks he can help common writer me. Oh, I wouldn't I, even I, try. Like, I want to see a common writer off between Kevin and and Hideakiana. I don't know that Kevin wants to see that. Like, do you want to be up against that? Do you even want yes. to challenge? Like, yes, you do. Kevin does. The decisions are made for him if he hasn't already made it. I want to be in a room with like Ano and Carl Horn. And maybe, maybe I'll talk Basil into laying me up on that panel for like 30 seconds to say something stupid. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. That's, that's Hama, I what, can get the fuck in on some of that. Let's just shoot for, for Hamacon 2016. Uh, Kevin. It needs to be next year. 20th anniversary. Let's get Ono down here. Let's do it. Make this thing happen. I don't know that Let's kidnap be... his wife if we have to. But no, it's, it's getting weird. Whatever it, is... it takes, Dylan. But no, it, it it's it's a really excellent. I have I've not seen the manga, but the the adaptation into an anime is it very good. It works, I think, in some ways better as an anime, just because it's really like um, fast paced and it change like scenes change a whole lot. Yeah, and like in the manga, you're like. I'm going to have to adapt to this. I'm going to have to figure out what's going on where, like, you know, it's like watching something like Fooly Cooly or something where you're like, you know, it's easier to keep up with if it's animated. It is It is such a weird thing. It is. But it is, it is good. So I, I'm glad that he that he did that. Um, let's see. After that, I believe, was sci-fi. We caught 
a we didn't catch the whole thing. We caught like the last bit, I think, of sci-fi yeah. anime is the space operas. Um, yeah. The guy that does it works with uh, AWA a lot, and seems to be like just a, a genius when it comes to old. If you are if you are into old school anime, he can hook you up. His name is Darius, I believe so. Um, but like I've I've seen. I've been to at least one other panel that he's done, and, yeah. and like old school anime, like really old school anime, that's his thing. Um, but he he seems to be a bit of an expert. He, yeah, it was a good selection of you know it wasn't just all the same. Yeah, and some of it was like super old stuff. Yeah, like crappy quality because even good it would be crappy quality. Well, I will say he had like when I Some say, you know, it had he had a good range. It was like I think he had Cowboy Bebop in his list of I don't think he touched on all of them. But a lot but, of it was know, like lesser known yeah, to stuff. I think there were a couple of mech shows to, you know, like there's it was a pretty broad swath. Yeah. So if really if you're cool. ever if you ever make a decision like man, I want to get into old school anime just Let me try find some find his panels because he can he can tell you what to get into. I mean he can he can make some really good recommendations. Um, but we got in on just the tail end of that, unfortunately. Uh, then after that was closing ceremonies, which they kind yeah. of sort of just combined after a few minutes combined closing ceremonies into this con sucks because like a lot of their directors were like in the middle of doing things, so yeah. there were only a few people um, at any one time. That could be there. Um, other than I guess, other than I guess, Mark and Drew and was it Chad? He was there. Uh, see, I can't remember. And then like Richard came in for a little bit because again, a lot of the directors were like right in the middle of stuff when this happened, so they just sort of wrapped closing ceremonies and this concepts into into one thing. Um. And that's where they sort of made official that we don't know whether or not there will be another yeah, we don't know station either. con. Well, they they prefaced it with when we say that, please don't, you know. So, yeah, because they could they could move it to if they moved it up in the year, they would have to skip a year. Yeah. You know, the, that, and the, the issue is basically there's a lot up in the air right now, and they have been taught. I, I know even at the convention they were already talking about what they might be able to do for next year. And yeah, it's, it, you know, maybe they'll, they'll move it up, but if they move it earlier in the year, they're going to have to skip a year. Um, possibly try for July, which they were trying for, but this is the best they could do on yeah. short notice. Well, I say short notice, short notice for when a convention is trying to get a venue because they got turned away by their last venue, unfortunately. Which they really yeah. they liked that venue. I liked that venue. It doesn't the way he explained it, it didn't seem like a you know, oh, there was an issue. It was more like, well, you know, it happens right in the middle of like this big baseball yeah. thing. It's still I mean, yeah, it's just, one of those things where even like Mark it's was not like, worth Mark was like, I can't fault the decision. Although I still find it very, very odd like that you can have, you know, a hotel chain's sales team work you up a contract, you sign the contract, and then the general manager at that particular hotel saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I would think once a contract has been offered, you know, there's there's no out like that, that you can just have one person decide. I, yeah. that, just, that just strikes me as, as 
very odd, and it really does kind of undercut the hotel's salespeople. It does, but you know, you don't know what all was going on there. And it may have been that they cut a contract, they signed it, and then it was up to the general manager to sign it, and then you know, there was a disconnect somewhere along the way. It just it, it it's a very odd situation. It is, um, but... and it put them in a bad place, which is why they ended up where they did. Which again. I didn't actually have any problem with the venue, other than no. other than the the part of town that it was in, because it, you had to go all the way through um, downtown to get there, and it was right next to the airport. Um, Which I, I think honestly, the last couple other, of years it's been in Marietta, yeah, and other than close the, to where they live. Other than the basic geography, um, I actually I, other people had complaints, but I never really had any problems. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, the options, you know, and it could be maybe they do, they may end up doing like a smaller convention next year. If they're, if they're going to move earlier in the year, because they don't necessarily, they don't want to skip a year, I know that, um, for a bunch of reasons. Part of it is, you know, if you skip a year, you, you, you cease being something that people plan for. Yeah. So it's going to be harder to build up, rebuild your your um, your membership your, whatever, con-goership. Uh, so we'll see what they do. I, I'm, I'm, if they choose to do, even if they choose to do something really small, like like in the vein of like Hamacon's Minicon, you know, I'd be happy with that. Because I, I, I would be, I would actually be very uh, sad to see Station Con end. Yeah, I do. I think um, Mark said this, um, Basically, they run it as the kind of con that they would want to go to. They're laid back as much as possible. Yeah. You still have attendees do dumb things like Homestucks, you know, getting in the pool with body paint on. Although Mark didn't have a big problem with that because it was the hotel's problem. Yeah, it was like, I know, I'm just pointing out, like, he's like... It was more the Homestuck that apparently had a giant phallus as part of yeah, like, his costume, his or her like, costume. Why would you do that? You know, don't Homestuck. make me make that call. Which I love that. That's like the the perfect point yeah. of like con ethics of like there are people running They're, this. They don't want to have to make these. Yeah, like they don't they, want to tell they, you to stop. They don't want to have to make a call between you and yeah. the hotel. Maybe don't they, be a dick. They come. So they they come to. as close as any convention has come to how I think every organization, society, and government should be run. There should only be one law, and it's don't be a dick. They come as close as any group I've ever seen to having one rule: don't be a dick. Like as as long as you are not making issues, you won't have issues. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that happens. It's way easier for something like Station Con or Hamacon to do than it is for like Intac yeah. or Alo, where you know. But if you can, much larger, if you can successfully run anything with with. That kind of attitude, you know. I guess that also says something for a lot of the people that attend Station Con is that yeah. they, their behavior for the greatest part is such that Mark and them can run Station Con that way. I suspect. I, I mean, I, I think with any con, you have some people who just aren't there for the panels or just there yeah. because it's a con, and they'll go no matter what it is. But I, I wonder if part of it is. Station Con has chosen chosen to be anime only. 
or yeah. anime specific in their panels. Yeah. It has to be anime or Japanese culture related. Um, and, and so you don't get, you know, like the people who are there are there to present panels yeah. on a topic, not just like whatever we can get away with, even though they had like however many ask a pair character panels submitted. And <laughs> I think almost everyone who submitted a, a panel other than an ask a character panel probably got in. Probably so. So, so I'm kind of sorry, like, I'm sorry you had to run my panels, guys. <laughs> so what, what what are the overall takeaways? Any other thing um, you want to talk about? General? We've I, talked about the dealer's room, Artist Alley, the yeah. venue, the panels. Um, I can't really think of anything uh, that we need to talk about other than that. Like, it was... It was good this year. I wish it, you know, wish it had been bigger. Wish they didn't have some of yeah. the issues they've had with. with I'll be honest. I've probably had more fun this year than I have at any other previous year. Like Saving yeah. Con just keeps, for me, has 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 gotten continually better the, exp- the overall experience. Yeah, definitely. And it's it is, it's like choosing a child, which child you want to live, and which one you want to die between. Like for small conventions between, say, like Hamacon and and Seishin Con. Yeah. Well, I mean, I in theory you shouldn't have to make that choice. Like, yeah. There may be ways to, but they're gonna have to. But there's that, somebody's gonna kill a baby. Yeah, it's it's hard to choose. I'm just saying it's hard to choose a favorite because they both have managed to create a just a really, I think, relaxed, fun atmosphere. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the, the smaller cons that we go to are like that. I mean, yeah. it will be kind of. For some of them that are growing, it will be interesting to see if they can maintain that. Yeah. But that's one of the nice things. And and again, the, the timing where it's kind of outside of a lot of cons, normal, um, like their heavy marketing seasons, yeah. means not only is the con itself laid back, but a lot of people that we know there are, you know, they're kind of laid back and... Like even, even like Basil and me doing panels, they were much more relaxed versions of you know what we would yeah. probably have done otherwise. Um, I think cool. they ended up being good as a result. Oh yeah. So there's much more discussion in my uh, tabletop gaming panel than yeah. usual, which is so if always it, good. I'd say we can wholeheartedly recommend if if SationCon continues to exist. You need to be attending it. Yes. You, if you don't, you're the reason that... It, the terrorists win. Yeah, you you would be the reason that it didn't exist. And do you want to do that? No, you don't. You would be a monster. Dylan, uh, thoughts on community giving season six on Yahoo? <sighs> um, I learned two things when I heard that news. One... You are capable of joy. No, I'm not. I'm still not capable of joy. That's That ship has sailed. Um... No, one, that uh, Community was getting a season six, and two, that Yahoo has a streaming service. Yeah. You know, I, I also you know, learned two things. when I those, I learned the exact same two things. Like, I didn't know they had that. I'm, I'm kind of like looking at it like, I don't know that Yahoo can compete with Amazon and Netflix. No, and they Hulu, cannot, because uh, Yahoo sucks. all they have to do is survive long enough to put season six on DVD. They have done their job. They've provided the six seasons, and there's rumors of a movie. Yeah, now it's up to Sony to do the movie. As, really as was prophesied. 
Um, so in the movie, I guess they'll kill off all the characters that you care about. <laughs> I hope so. No. They gonna serenity no. the son bitch? No. I, I to be honest, like I I could have. Is Abed like a leaf in the wind? <sighs> no, no, no. Are we sure? They've already gotten rid of Troy, so and they already killed off Pierce. Like literally killed killed off Pierce. Wow. Um, off camera because you know. Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. Um, Being Chevy Chase. They I'll killed be, Chevy Chase on camera. It's amazing. I'll be honest. I am not... Like, and an, I think, an unexpected I, season is generally not a strong season. It's not not a strong season. It's probably going to be good. I think hey, if you can think... If anybody out there can think of a uh, series that had an unexpected season that was very strong, feel free to email us at whatever the fuck our email address is. I'm sorry, go on. If they, if they bring in... Dan Harmon, that I have every faith that it's going to be good. Is it going to be the best season? No, but it's probably going to be good. But I, I kind of, I think Dan Harmon actually said this, like, you know, it's it's had five seasons. That's more than what I, we thought it would get. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't get picked up, don't get hung up on this. There's plenty of good TV out there. Um, Including Rick and Morty. Yeah, I was actually thinking, like, but, if you want some good Dan Harmon, watch yourself some Rick and Morty. I need to do that, because I think it's on Hulu. I'm not, I wouldn't have been bothered if it didn't get it. I'm not, like, again, like, I, again, I'm I'm the, the weird guy who's kind of come to terms with, like, Firefly. Yeah, at least it had one season. That sucks. At least it didn't have six seasons, three of which were good. You know, two of which were mediocre, and one, uh, you know, we don't talk about that season. True. So... You know, it's just a TV show, guys. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that is kind of cool. All right. Well, anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, peace be with you and also with Session Guys. Session Guys!